1: Welcome to Work Life and Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. As you may notice, Frank is not here today. He is on vacation. He went to summer camp with panty raids and everything. No, uh, he's taken a well-deserved vacation. So in lieu of a regular episode, we are going to do a clip show featuring some of the funny moments from the first few episodes of our podcast. So sit back and relax and share some laughs, and we'll be back next week with a regular episode. As always, continue sharing the show, and if you want us to answer any of your questions on air, send them to questions at wlicast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wlicast, or on Twitter at wlmbalance.com. Oh, and we're also on Spotify now, which is cool as hell. All right. Thanks so much, and we'll see you with another regular episode next week. I want to get into an issue from the internet. All right. Uh, Rick says, what, if anything, do I do about toilet wankers at work? <laughs> <laughs> This is changed. So I moved to a new smaller team of eight guys a few months ago, and apart from being in a cramped smaller space in a horrible part of the building, it was fine. I'm a bit confused about something that I think might be going on there, though. The toilets of the office are really only used by our team, and a few days after starting down there, I was using them for their intended purposes, aka shitting, uh, and I heard <laughs> shuffling from the adjacent oh, cubicle. Oh, no. <laughs> I ignored it. But it became increasingly obvious one of the guys was masturbating in there. Oh. Oh, man. (laughs) I found it sort of funny at the time, but said nothing. Anyway, it kept happening. I'd be using the toilet and shuffle, shuffle, shuffle (laughs) from the next cubicle. Not every day, but often enough, if I use the toilet, I hear that. I don't particularly care. I'm no prude. But this past week, I was in the middle cubicle. Oh, God. So oh. getting double teamed. Uh, in the middle, middle cubicle when I realized it's coming from both sides oh, and it wasn't subtle. So I nearly drop a lung. <laughs> oh. And get out of there. I knew who it was as there were only two guys missing oh, from their desks. No. Oh, <laughs> And then looking slightly flushed oh. each
0: return. Oh, no. And one of them even let out a satisfied sigh oh. and
1: lit up a cigarette. No, that didn't okay. say. okay. Uh, when he sat down. It's getting quite brazen at this point, and so I suspect they're all openly masturbating in the toilets, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I think they want me to acknowledge it. Uh, Wait, what? what? I did not read that part. I think they want me to acknowledge it and mention that I don't care. But I find it super embarrassing. Oh, my God. No. I hope that's a bad read. No. Because, like, look, if people were were whacking it near me, unless they were making eye contact (laughs) with me while they were doing it, I would have no no notion that they would want me to to say anything about it whatsoever. Oh No, like, this is just in the office. You don't pull a
0: Louis C.K. Like, that is (laughs) even... Oh, that's that's top. Even before oh. then, <laughs> you know, it was not right. Uh, now we've got you know a whole new term to use for it. But fuck me, no! I did not know this is a thing—a kind of working culture I've
1: managed to remain oblivious to. Maybe I should just leave them to it. Well, <laughs> this is not a working yes, culture. Yes, you certainly should.
0: This is, this is something completely different.
1: Maybe I should leave them to it without comment and pretend it isn't obvious.
0: Like if if they were to come out of those uh, the cubicles, you can't say if they were to come when we're talking about. Oh, it. Oh jeez! Oh god! I'm sorry. <laughs> but if if they were to if they were to show up and they were wearing like. Some sort of cult regalia, where you know they were like, "We've been wanting you to recognize for weeks now, Rick, that uh, that we are worshiping the Dark Lord in the in the bathroom." I would be like, "That is oh, the thank worst God. euphemism for masturbating oh, I've ever heard." Holy shit! I thought you guys were jerking in there the whole time. I didn't realize that it was just like ah, oh, some light devil worship. This is all right. I feel much better now.
1: I think that, you know, Elder God would be kind of pissed if you summon them <laughs> you know, <laughs> right after you, you drop the deuce, just like summon Satan. He's like, D- dude, you didn't even flush before I got here. Who has what summoned me? Wait, you?
0: what? Oh, dude. Grody. <laughs> Grody. The
1: question is, uh, this is from a user that their name has disappeared. So we're gonna call him um, Stervel. Stervel. All Stervil. right. I like Stervel. Um, so uh, Stervel asks, "How to beat feeling sleepy in the office?" I feel that there's an obvious answer in here, uh, which is absolutely you are you are working too much and sleeping not enough.
0: Yeah, that that is one reasonably straightforward cause of feeling sleepy is, hey, I work 16 hours a day. Yeah,
1: that that would absolutely do it for me. Um, Even if I, you know, got 16, 16 hours of work and then a solid eight hours of sleep, I would still feel like death. Uh, When I switched to, you know, just something simple is getting like at a minimum seven hours of sleep a day. I was like, holy crap. You mean to tell me that I don't have to be a complete asshole for the first four hours of the day every day? This is what normal people feel like?
0: Now, see, I tend to average about five hours, so... Oh, so that explains it. How How much of my general personality is just lack of sleep? Well, and
1: I, I mean, to get to the root of it, I think we have to, to question when it's when your general demeanor started. So did you just like, did you just pop out the womb, you know, glaring at people and talking about low productivity and trying to encourage synergy? Uh, Pretty much. So, I mean, if, if that's the case, um, yeah, then I think the sleep is just, you know, maybe adding an extra 10% on top of that.
0: Maybe. I hope that's probably it Um, or else, you know, uh, I could just take a nap one day and wake up a completely different person. That that is terrifying. As a child, I uh, I had an L shaped desk in my in my room. Uh, I, I didn't quite have a cubicle set up, but it could have been a cubicle.
1: <laughs> See, I, I was wondering where you were going with that for a second, and I was like, an L shaped desk. Did, I mean, did like John Wayne Gacy have a L-shaped desk,
0: or nope, just you know your average productivity desk there in in my childhood bedroom. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm hoping that that my personality isn't just uh, chronic sleeplessness. Although I will say, like, I don't get enough sleep, I am worse um, for several hours in the morning. Hmm. If if that says anything, like, by the time I go into work. I am bright, shiny, and peppy compared to my morning self. <laughs> like if I don't, if I don't get my morning shower, nobody wants to be near me. Uh, I have, I have said this in the past. We are three days into me not having hot water from a Mad Max level. Just complete psychotic break. Just me <laughs> in a leather speedo, nothing else but a hockey mask, and a gigantic battle axe made of a stop sign. Um, this this means, of course, that smacking loudly while you eat is the next hipster thing. Oh, God. Uh, oh. Ugly mustaches, uh, terrible glasses... Fixies and smacking while you eat. See, I was on board with the others.
1: I could deal with those, but this, this, this will not stand. But you know, there are some people that like, um, people that are like really big into like beer, um, and you know, folks that are into like teas and coffees <sighs> oh. and stuff like that. Thing and and wine for sure. Yeah. Um, oh. Like with those, like there is a, I guess, some sort of like chemical reason to get a little bit extra air on the tongue but that still doesn't mean that I want to hear it like
0: yeah you should you do know, that in like a hermetically sealed room specifically built for taste testing Absolutely. Whatever it is.
1: And if you want to, like you know, just like they used to have like the, the smoking rooms that were like completely sealed and had like a vent through the top. If y'all want to have a coffee <laughs> a coffee room or a, a wine room where you're literally just, just just slurping down as fast as you possibly can, just you're all like making eye contact and slurping
0: at each other. Whatever you want to do, go crazy. But just just do it away from me. My my next immediate thought is this is a good business i mean if it's if the next hipster movement is smacking while you eat then we need to serve that market with specially uh. built restaurants and or tasting facilities for people to come and do this in and what we need to do now is determine what the name of this this concept should be i have no good name for it because because i would just
1: scream at them like just <laughs> If if the name on the restaurant or whatever be is just in quote, like in parentheses, guttural screaming. Yes, that is that's the only thing that comes to mind. Like, I'm trying to be funny. I really am like I'm racking my brain for something funny to say about that. But I've got nothing because every time I think about it, it just it just makes me want to die. So, so you may have to workshop that yourself. Frank that's, That may be a solo project for you. Unless, of course, you okay. This I could get behind. It's a cruise where people that like to slurp or chew with their mouth open all go, and they can just go buck wild all weekend. They can just chew with their mouths open. They can they can like literally chew ear to ear with other people, and they can just his chomp down whatever they want to do, and then. On the fifth day of the cruise, when they're supposed to turn around and go back to port, they drive into the fucking Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> and they're never heard of again. <laughs> we hold the
0: boat. Uh, we, uh, the Scuttle and Slurp cruise. <laughs> now that
1: that is a business venture I can get behind. There
0: we go. That might be that might be the hipster name of it, Scuttle and Slurp oh well would it be would it be slurp and scuttle yeah i said sup- because that's the logical the or- uh, yeah i think that's the soul order wanted another, I think. it to be we just go ahead and scuttle it before any of the slurping takes place but i guess <laughs> right
1: I- you know let them have their final few days of that's um, not even debauchery it's just <laughs> bacchanalia of slurping yes oh god i'm oh Oh, I'm I'm such an estate, Frank. It's well known oh.
0: that Caligula particularly loved slurping. <laughs> All right, get centered, get centered. Okay. This one was I'm sent centered. in by T. Hanks. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, you got it. It's didn't... good that Tom is a listener.
0: Yeah. It, it helps. I sometimes have to do collaborative video editing. What should I do when the company or person that is paying me for the video has their own input and they have just terrible ideas? (laughs) Like, my ideas for their video are so much better in my opinion, but I have to sacrifice my artistic viewpoint or my way of storytelling to keep them happy so I can keep getting paid. Should I suck (laughs) it up? Or should I tell them they hired me for a reason and let me do my thing? The, the only other thing I can think of is if you go in the direction of the artiste. If you, if you just make it become part of your professional persona, that you will get into an artistic <laughs> snit and storm out of a meeting uh-huh. if people interrupt your grand vision. Granted, you're going to lose a decent number of clients, but you might be able to charge a premium. <laughs> if if your shit's you're good, you're creating enough. an atmosphere. You're creating an atmosphere. You're creating sort of a, you know, they they go to you for for that to to be told that they are an ignorant barbarian <laughs> and <laughs> that everyone knows, you know, that that the button should look like this. Right. Uh because T Hanks has said so. Yeah, you know, I never thought about it that way.
1: Um I think that's I think that's the best case here. Is you become you know, one of the the eccentrics that are known for you know like I said like just storming out of the room, knocking over furniture on your way out, and then coming back the next day with the most immaculate piece of artwork that's ever been done, and everyone from miles around know that it is the best piece of work that's ever been made. If you are good enough to do that. Then
0: I think you, you have to like you, you. That's got to be your stick. I would say that you have to be like I was thinking about it and I was like, but you have to be really fucking good. But one thing that oh, yeah. I have learned over the course of the years is actually not necessarily. It's <laughs> mostly about the confidence. If you uh-huh. have the confidence to just stand up in the middle of a meeting and say, This is shit, your ideas are shit, I am not going to put up with this, I am leaving and storm out. <laughs> if you have that kind of confidence, if you can exude that about your artwork, people will be like second guessing. You know, he's he's so committed to that that <laughs> maybe there's something to it. Maybe he's maybe he actually is right i'm fairly certain this is how most of high fashion works like it's just someone who it almost has has to be yeah someone who just has the passion and the complete uh lack of self-awareness and the obliviousness to just be like yes trash bags are in this season (laughs) i'm going to set you know set loose a bunch of of Terribly thin people to stalk down a runway wearing trash bags and people go, hmm, yes. <laughs>
1: brave. <laughs> so brave. The Trash Panda Collection. <laughs> every coat comes with free raccoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, I would probably be a lot more interested in the whole fashion scene if someone did have just like their their collection for a season involved uh and then we stuff a live raccoon into this (laughs) dress pants (laughs) whatever Uh, it is it's just you know it's it's closed at the top and the bottom to keep the raccoon from escaping and it's just you know someone (laughs) screaming and writhing uh as they as they gyrate (laughs) down the walkway but really if you're paying like
1: ten thousand dollars for that coat like you really want to keep that raccoon in there. like, well, yeah. Because if, if that raccoon escapes, you're just a jackass in a $10,000 trash bag.
0: Now, like- <laughs> if I'm paying $10,000 for this coat, and maybe it's my, you know, sort of low-class uh sensibilities, but if I'm paying $10,000, it should come with a couple of replacement raccoons. <laughs> eventually you're going to blow out well, a see, raccoon.
1: No, 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 that, that that's actually a good point because if it comes with exactly two raccoons, uh, they can make their own replacement raccoons.
0: I guess if you get the correct raccoons.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get too gender normative in here, but uh, but yeah, I think you should, purely biologically speaking, put two in there that can produce
0: another raccoon. That's that's all we need. There we go. That's, there we go. And then and then you've got like a whole Yeah, that's a whole different collection. I think that's next year's collection. Like this year's collection single <laughs> raccoon trapped in your pants. Next season's collection is going to involve the family of raccoons <laughs> trapped in your pants. No, no,
1: no that that's the season after that. So first season is single raccoon. Second season is two raccoons fucking wildly
0: <laughs> in your coat <laughs> uh, okay so we got two years out where we got a family of raccoons are in there
1: this first one i did not anticipate us going in such a uh, a wildlife fashion but it works out pretty well so, I uh, don't know who the, uh, the question asker is. There's no name on it. It's Secret Raccoon in a Trench Coat. Yes, yeah, Secret Raccoon in a Trench Coat says Are pets at the office a good idea or a bad idea, and why? We are hearing more and more of offices are allowing their employees to bring their pets to work. More specifically, dogs. So we wanted to ask you, what do you think of this?
0: I mean, dogs, yes. Cats, no. I have cats. Cats at the <laughs> office would be terrible. I mean, they would knock shit off the, the desk, poop in any somewhat granular material. Yeah, um, the office houseplants. Then I can also see you trying to be on a conference call while a cat is slowly <laughs> watching you while they push ever so <laughs> gently the speakerphone off until it clatters onto the floor.
1: Well, there might be some things that would have to be permanently affixed to the tabletop. Expensive equipment like that would probably be on the docket. I would be more concerned about having a conference call and uh, them sitting there just like licking their jimmies <laughs> while you're trying to talk to an important client. <laughs> just, <laughs> It's like... It's like, you know, and, and so for the new projections of the the third quarter, I, I think they were pretty strong. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Sheila, could you come get uh, scruffy? Uh, it is licking its testicles <laughs> in the middle of the table. No, with
0: with cats, you just got to be like, uh, you know, the projections are up in the third quarter. Uh, don't make eye contact. Um, <laughs> it's better if you just look away. Yeah, we were talking
1: about raccoons before, um, but we were talking about raccoons in uh, an environment that they normally would not be happy in, period, which is, you know, enclosed pants, um, you know, pants. But no, just like some docile raccoons. Do you think they could be trained to to do like small secretarial tasks?
0: They probably could. I think what raccoons would be best at from what I know of them uh, would be in the break room washing coffee cups. Cause they, yeah, because they, they wash their food. And exactly. You hand, and them, and you and hand them a coffee cup and they're just like, dunk, dunk, wash, wash, wash. It would be great. I mean, I'm thinking Spitting Cobra. <laughs> if
1: you really don't want to go into a meeting, uh, just send the Spitting Cobra in. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we could dress him up with a little tie, <laughs> we'll call him Stanley. Boss comes in like, it looks like projections are... And then, you know, I got my eyes!
1: One thing that bugs the hell out of me is when my wife and I, who are only two people... Right. We go to these restaurants and order what I would consider a human amount of food (laughs) uh, for two people. (laughs) Just like an entree, maybe an appetizer... Uh, maybe an extra side order of something that we just wanted to try, uh, and lo and behold, we get home and open up the box, and there's four or five fucking (laughs) sets of silverware in there, like that. How that is? It is. I I don't know what they. I don't know how to react to that. Like, should I be as offended as I am? Because that basically is saying. The food that you ordered should be for four or five people. You have ordered Yet enough for five people. you are consuming it as only two.
0: Exa- oh, yeah. No, I've I've had that happen. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a fairly sizable family, but sometimes right. it'll be like, how many fucking people did you think I had? <laughs> I, I don't know if they're worried about fat shaming, <laughs> you know, where it's like, <laughs> yes, We're going to put six sets of cutlery in here because that fat bastard's ordered yet again entirely too much.
1: He needs to know exactly how many people we think this should feed. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I I am thankful that they put the the caloric values on all the fast food and stuff like that nowadays. Uh, But sometimes that will seriously bite me in the ass because there are some certain sandwich places where... They are just super high calorie. I don't want to put any one particular sandwich place on blast, but uh, but yeah, you walk in there and... Firehouse, we're looking at you. That is exactly what I was thinking. Okay, so we are putting Firehouse on blast. Good. You walk in and on their large subs that are no sides, no nothing, just by themselves are like... 1,500, 1,800 calories. Uh. I have no shit. I have walked into Firehouse twice in the last few months, thought I knew what I wanted, read the menu,
0: got depressed, and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I am not <laughs> even joking. Once, once I'm trying in any way, shape, or form to be cognizant of the trash that I am just shoveling down my hole, I'm like... <laughs> I could eat all day for <laughs> for one of those sandwiches. And, yeah, and
1: not consume that many calories. I oh. mean,
0: if it's a 2,000 calorie sandwich, that's like supposed to be the complete caloric intake for, you know, like a standard average person. Which, you know, right. I am not. Right. But still, I, I just, I can't necessarily bring myself to do it because it's just... It's sitting there staring at you. You it's in the back of your mind while you're trying to eat the sandwich and you can no longer enjoy it.
1: When I walk up there, that person knows that I'm making a conscious choice to make a terrible decision. And that affects, you know, the the rapport that I build with the, the, the person at the at the register. A few years ago I was at an Arby's. You know, I was getting a getting a meal there and all I wanted was just like one of the one of the big roast beef sandwiches. Like that's it. I didn't I didn't want any fries, no nothing. And I go up there and I said, "Yeah, I'll have the 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 max beef or max beef and cheddar, whatever it was." And the the cashier just kind of looks at me. And she goes, "You know that's fifteen hundred calories, right?"
0: Oh my god! I was like,
1: "What the fuck? <laughs> you are listen like, here." I'm, I was with other people, and like <laughs> <laughs> the shame that I felt in that moment was, oh my god. Oh, Oh, I could have just I could have just did the uh, poltergeist thing and just suck myself into my body
0: and disappear. And I would have been
1: perfectly happy with it.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. So from down south, disgusted a female (laughs) office worker sitting in my cubicle at work when this male co-worker walks in to ask a question. The whole time he has his hands in his pockets jangling his change. But in the pro- process of Mm-mm. jangling, keeps adjusting the family jewels at your face level. What to do?
1: Oh, oh no! <laughs> 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 and and the sad thing is, is that like I don't obviously don't know this person or the person they're referencing, but I know somebody like this. Like everybody, as as far as I know, everybody knows a guy. <laughs> that is a little too liberal uh, with the
0: uh, with the alignment adjustments. <laughs> uh, this is, again, I don't know. Maybe I'm entirely too self-conscious, but this is just a thing that I would never do. Like, even if there was right. binding, if there was chafing, if there pinching. was pinching and, you know, torsion, I would have to excuse myself. <laughs> To another room where, in privacy, <laughs> just... arrangements could be oh. made. I I just don't think that I could even try to be surreptitiously like, well, I'll pretend I'm jangling the change while I... Uh, mm, oh. <laughs> that's, that's
1: what I'm wondering. Was that supposed to be some sort of fucking cover fire?
0: Oh my god. If you right. were to come over to my cube while I was sitting there trying to work, <laughs> and you're like and trying to adjust stuff, I would be, I would feel free to call you out. I'd be like, "Damn, Derek!" Right, right. You know, that's uh, this is neither the time nor the place. You should go do that in the bathroom with the guys from episode one. <laughs> Maybe that's what all the shuffling was
1: about. Um, no, but no, I I would feel that that's totally appropriate. Like if I came over playing, you know. A, uh, a condensed version of pocket pool <laughs> and and you just were just like, Hey man, you know, quit touching your junk. Like I would feel chastised, but like rightly so, like I would feel the, the correct amount of, uh, of crappy about doing that. But um, that, that's kind of a little bit tricky because, you know, as a, as a, the opposite sex, like if somebody else is doing something uh,
0: fairly private, in public, <laughs> it just doesn't happen um, the same way. I mean, we don't no, have but... the same sort of no a layout in terms of uh, society <laughs> or physicality. But it, you know, it's especially a fraught problem for women, and that's why I'm going to forward mm-hmm. a concept and let me know how you feel on it. The no fault cock punch. <laughs> That's just what? where if if you're doing something untoward, uh, your female coworkers are just allowed to punch you right in the junk, and there's no fault. Like,
1: so like, is it uh, if you're doing something intentionally that you shouldn't be I doing, mean, or unintentionally, or some or, combination or both.
0: of both? You know, guy on the subway, man spreading, taking up two, two, uh, two slots, <laughs> the the no fault cock punch. Just
1: drop the people's exactly. elbow right on his jimmies.
0: <laughs> and I think if that was a legally defensible okay. thing, we would probably find people who had a lot better behavior overall. <laughs> that would definitely correct any any unknown behavior
1: that I had, for sure. Um,
0: <laughs> Derek didn't realize he was doing it, but now he does. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and now he sings Castrato.
1: So the issue that we picked out for today it's from the user shaba number 1 shaba 1 huh Sh- shaba number 1 all right and it's not a long one but it is i have no specific scientific bat- background besides high school what field would you study if you wanted to make a self functioning human scale robot <laughs> <laughs> See, this is one of the ones where it doesn't have to be like super complex or anything, because there is only one right answer, Uh, not to his question, but to like the bigger question of of why it is clearly just a sex robot that he can fuck. (laughs) Can it be any more obvious? Uh... Are, is there anything other than sex it could be? Like, am I just being closed-minded here? I or, mean, I think
0: you're being a little closed-minded here, because if anime has taught us anything, it's that you have to have a robot in order to fight larger robots. All right. So this is the opening okay, salvo that, in, a, I can, in a I can robot arms race.
1: Well, the problem is that he said that it was going to be a human-scale robot. And whenever our robot overlords come, I doubt it's going to be human-scale. I would have to think that they would have built some, like, larger-than-human robots at that point. Maybe not quite, like, you know, voltron size yet. Like, maybe we're not quite there. I mean, they're going to have some, like, uh, you know, 20-foot robots, 15-foot robots. And, like, a human-scale robot, unless you just build a lot of them, not going to do a whole lot of good. Kind of like the whole, like, uh, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses <laughs> or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> So I, don't, I don't I don't think uh, no matter how many like human scale robots you throw at it, I think I think that the bigger robot would win. Well, I mean, um,
0: there is some Astro Boy sort of precursor here to suggest okay. that, you know, if you build a good enough human sized robot, it can take on robots much larger than itself. At least it could in the mm. 50s and 60s when astro boy was originally popular
1: but you know i mean you're you're right like it has carried on through like mega man and things like that where build a (laughs) you just you go down to the local build a boy (laughs) (laughs) and say i want it to have titanium plating you know a a buster shot like but you know i want (laughs) i want it to have lasers and armor uh, and maybe be able to fly. So, like, you know, the optional jetpack. We'll spring the extra, you know, hundred bucks for that. Um, and then they, <laughs> then they take your, they take your desires, and they create you a little boy. <laughs> this is, <laughs> there this you is go. a
0: really weird robot shop that you're envisioning, Derek. It's very weird, very specific.
1: Why? Well, okay. No, 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 no. What is weird about that? Oh, I mean, other than like the whole thing. But
0: like, <laughs> if there
1: was a a place. Called Build-A-Boy. <laughs> what the fuck else would you expect that to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what other type of reputable organization well, could Well, reputable is
0: the question. I'm like a high-end gay brothel of some sort. Sounds about appropriate for that.
1: <laughs> it could also be named for like a, uh, a, a gym. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Build-A-Boy make a man i I, I honestly i I don't
0: know if i'm gonna get a membership at build-a-boy the gym (laughs) uh that 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 thing is going out of business real fast
1: (laughs) i'm sorry but i i i still think uh i think build-a-boy has like (laughs) like, okay not the gym but
0: (laughs) as a concept it's got legs it's got legs. <laughs> and, you and, know, and torsos, torsos and arms. And, arms. <laughs> and everything else. Now, I'm, I'm immediately thinking with today's technology, this sounds kind of like, you know, with Waiter and all that kind of stuff where you can order any sort of takeout. This seems like a customizable male escort app. I'm thinking we've got drop downs, you know, we've got interfaces. Oh, oh.
1: So, so you're not talking about like buying. You're talking about are you talking yeah. about like renting? Renting, <laughs> the Uber for, for erotic sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> call it no, no, I got it, I got it. We'll call it Luber. Oh
0: God, no. <laughs> what is the right way to request a coworker not chew loudly on conference calls without offending them? <laughs> From Grossed Out in Glendale.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh. My my old nemesis has yes. returned. It's
0: only been a couple of episodes, <laughs> but uh but we're back to it. Mm. mm. See, uh
1: my my gut instinct is to say uh fuck the tact. <laughs> just just uh go, you know, go all pull out. out our uh, our newly coined uh no fault cock punch.
0: But it's on a conference <laughs> call. Now, if oh, we've got yeah. if we've so got you, you can't
1: really uh, can't really blast them on the conference call. Yeah, the only thing that um, I could
0: think of was one of those air horns, but then that's sort of punishing everybody for the sins of the few. Right, and I mean, I would definitely
1: <laughs> I would definitely take a surround sound air horns over <laughs> even one person <laughs> chewing loudly in front of me. Um, but I understand that's a choice for each individual person and, uh, maybe they wouldn't make the same choice. Um,
0: it's a choice we all have yeah, to make I mean, inside ourselves as far as tact goes. Yeah. I guess the only thing you can do is like, try to text them through the meeting app and be like, Hey, we can all hear you that you're chowing down on an extra large fry,
1: right? on That, that plate of, uh, extra large nachos, but now, speaking more generally, Developers are not known for their decorum. Um, (laughs) Really? So, like, you know, there are times where words escape the mouth before the brain has time to to clamp them. And so, you know, you'll have have somebody that's just, you know, on their headset thinking they're muted. And then somebody will say something and they'll just be like, well, that's fucking dumb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have been on that call more than once.
1: And you can hear a pin drop (laughs) on that conference call. And and it's not just a voice conference call. You can get in a lot more trouble with the video calls that we've got these days. Holy shit. Now, I have not done anything like untoward or embarrassing on a conference call, but I have been caught unawares before where I didn't think I'd turn on my camera (laughs) and I was sitting there just looking down and then, you know, look up to see the light, you know. Yeah, see the the light on and I'm like, oh
0: And then you're like oh <laughs> like, shit, have I have I picked my very personal or... itch. <laughs> Everybody watch me eat that candy bar.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's like they're watching you like eat like uh you know, some leftover spaghetti and then watch you drop a meatball and then <laughs> pick it back
0: up. <laughs> Dust it off.
1: Which which I am not not necessarily above doing it. it. It matters very much what surface I dropped it on. But, uh, but no, I mean, then <laughs> everybody thinks that you are, that you are just like, uh, you're just disgusting for having eaten floor food, um, which I, some floor food is okay. <laughs> it doesn't, but that's for another episode. That, that is
0: for another episode. We don't
1: have to get into floor food. Now I have
0: um, done, and I believe you are in the room I have surreptitiously taken a photo of the room with my cell phone at the at very, as close as I could get to the angle of the camera and then right. quickly interposed the picture on the phone with the camera itself so that it was just stuck on a still frame and and nobody realized
1: it for sure. Like it was very convincing. Yeah, it
0: was it was surprisingly convincing. You know,
1: most of the time I'm pretty quick on the uptake to know that that, that I'm being recorded. But uh, a couple of times I'm like, oh god, did I like dig in my ears or like wipe out the eye boogers from, from the corners of my eyes? Like, did I inspect my bald spot on camera? Uh. <laughs> like shit, like that. That it's like. I'm not I'm not two knuckles deep in my nose, but I'm doing something <laughs> that is best done in the privacy uh, of my own cube. I
0: mean, more than once I have been sitting there and realized that the camera was on and I was, like, eating lunch while I was in the meeting or whatever. And, uh, and that's not a huge deal, but it's still just the kind of thing that you don't want everybody to have been sitting there staring at you while you wolfed down your <laughs> lean cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody in the west coast office has now seen my shame with this hot pocket <laughs> just seeing just see me deep throated subway sandwich <laughs>
1: it's like uh derek that's um that's quite disgusting but also a little impressive at your gag reflex control
0: <laughs> we're horrified yet intrigued Let's take an issue from the internet. All right.
1: Uh, so this is from user Hama HamadryadQ. Um, I am 27 years old and terrified of driving, looking for advice to help me get on the roads. So I did not start to drive until I was about 20 years old. I got my license when I was 22 with very little experience and have not had much since then. I wish I had the independence and freedom that comes with being able to drive, but I am so scared to get out there and do it. Scared I will hit a pedestrian, cause an accident, get hit by a drunk driver. I am sort of a spaz with a short attention span and don't really trust my ability to react to spontaneous events on the road. Also, my mother has a debilitating fear of driving on the highways and over bridges, which certainly transferred to me. Does anyone have any advice on how to chill out, gain comfort navigating the roads? Is there anyone that has overcome something similar one last note I live in a big city that's known for its aggressive drivers thanks in advance
0: so See, this... ordinarily I'd say you need to loosen up with a drink but in this particular
1: instance <laughs> uh, might not be the best way to, to prime yourself for a, a drive down the street um, so I picked this one not because uh, not because I feel that this is a funny question um, but the fact that the fact that we are all driving around in fucking tanks without guns. like that's, <laughs> that, that is the realization I had when reading this question. Uh, you know, we are all, you know, we, we have these like two, three, four or more ton uh, battle tanks that we choose just to, to, to not do combat with. And we we don't even think about it. Like, we just get in the car, and we drive down to to Wendy's, and then we drive back. We drive drive a battle machine to go get a sandwich. (laughs) That is the age in which we live. Since I have picked this question to put on the podcast, uh, I've been in a wreck. Like, somebody... Oh, no. Yeah, somebody uh, clipped my rear bumper, and it's the first time that I've had, you know, vehicle-to-vehicle contact in you know, 15 years, something like that. So it's been a long time. And so like, uh, <laughs> it was just at this moment where I saw it, because like they, like I said, they, uh, they clipped my rear bumper. So if, if I'd been a little bit slower, they would have, uh, they would have T-boned me. But like, I saw their lights as it passed my passenger window. And I was like, this is it. This is how I go. Yeah, this is how I go boy i wish i'd, I'd finished that bag of doritos before I left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, sure, sure is a shame they won't get eaten now <laughs> the the one that we're playing right now is uh called pandemic legacy uh okay and it's pandemic legacy season two so pandemic Uh, itself is a game about uh, trying to cure diseases before they kill everybody on the planet. Right. Pandemic Legacy was like this whole story thing about trying to cure uh, diseases before they kill the planet as well as one particular disease. Okay. Season two, not to spoil it for anybody, things didn't go well in season one in the main (laughs) storyline. You start off season two Basically, it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland oh, where boy. where everything's gotten wiped out by disease. And this is a board game, mind you. Right.
1: Is there any blurb in the second set where it basically like blames the original
0: players for not doing a good enough job? It, there is, and and all of us at the table because we had played season one, and everybody at the table was like, "Fuck you, man! We did a great goddamn job. That's some bullshit." <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah, it
0: was it was like, you know, when this came out and you know, while there were heroic teams attempting to stop the spread, they were unable to do so and the world collapsed and we're like, we fixed the planet. I don't know what you're talking about. Game over. We're done here. But like, so I'm having fun, I think. But that was it was one of those things where we we pushed off from the table after we got done playing and I was like, well, thanks for inviting us over and I'm glad we did it. I can't say that I'm happy right now and I'm not sure how I feel about that, but this game is so brutally, I wouldn't say difficult, but it's just unforgiving. It is unforgiving and the designers are uh, mean people who should feel bad about themselves and the decisions they make.
1: (laughs) You hear that, uh, pandemic creators? You are mean. We are putting you on blast, and you should go make a nicer game. You're
0: bad, and you should feel bad. No, like <laughs> at one point in the game, they they open up this little thing, and like in the fiction, you you come apro- across like a cache of uh, the Cure or something. <laughs> Wait the the band, the Cure. No, yeah. <laughs> you come across a bunch of CDs, The Cure, and. it's it's a a post-apocalyptic wasteland so you've got all these cds of the cure but you have no cd players oh no all the emos will be so exactly the only thing more emo than the cure on cd (laughs) is being sad because you can't play the cure on cd because there are no cd players left on earth exactly
1: As far as potlucks go, what are what are your feelings on potlucks? Like, what type of food do you want to bring, and do you feel personally that you have to, like, showcase something for the potluck, or are you just, like, going to the Publix and picking up a
0: pie? Whoa, what are your no. thoughts on I'm that? I'm a monster. I am the brought-some-paper-towels guy. I I am the brought-several-two-liters-of-Coke-and-diet-Coke man. <laughs>
1: you will you will pick up the entire supplies list just so you don't have yeah, to bring No food. no
0: no cooking from me like and I cook sometimes <laughs> but I do not cook for for public functions or, or anything like that cuz here's the thing right. I am perhaps a paranoid person but I know for a fact okay. that my pimento cheese sandwiches will be the thing that kills half the people in the office with <laughs> salmonella
1: <laughs> How how are you going to fuck up pimento cheese so uh, bad that you're exactly. going to kill your co-workers? I don't
0: know, but I would find the way. <laughs> oh, You get the
1: one, literal one batch of pimento cheese that, uh, that has salmonella exactly Yeah,
0: it. It just like Frank Eastman came in and he brought, you know, a pie. And, oh, looks like instead of sugar, he used arsenic. <laughs> See?
1: No, 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 no. There is no way that was a mistake. Uh, If that happened, I am 100% positive that you meant to kill people. See, exactly. That's what
0: everyone would think. They would be like, he finally snapped. The monster did it at last. And the thing is, if I did, I wouldn't have gotten caught. This was obviously a mistake. (laughs)
1: It's like no when uh, when Frank Eastman wants to kill people, it will not be obvious. And that's Th- this was this was far too blunt an instrument. That's you not know a I good made a look.
0: Mistake. That's not a good look at the bond <laughs> hearing. Like <laughs> I plead not guilty, Your Honor. Cause if I'd have meant to kill him, you'd have never caught me. <laughs> I'm an RN we have a supervisor at the hospital where I work that tends to scratch her personal business often. Oh, Not no. sure if it's a habit or a problem. Anyway, when we have get-togethers such as going away or birthday parties, it makes oh, everyone no. try to do a mad dash to the buffet table before Crotch Rocket gets there. Oh, no. Does someone tell her to figure out her problem? Sent in by In Fear for My Job.
1: This is so gross. Uh... <laughs>
0: Uh, and yeah. on multiple levels, like even out of the context
1: of <laughs> beating her to beating whomever uh, to the buffet table <laughs> before they get a chance to <laughs> to palm all the Swiss rolls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to check each individually for size
1: and shape. <laughs> oh, That means that you can't touch like any of the produce in the kitchen area. Oh, yeah, no. Anything that is fair game you have to for safety assume that, that they have they have crotch touched.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> just oh, you got so, a can of Lysol everywhere you go, you're just like Tss.
1: No, I, I wouldn't even trust Lysol to kill that. There's something Clorox don't kill, Frank. <laughs> but uh <laughs> 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 oh
0: sorry, that of, was a delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of my
1: jokes are a slow burn. But no, even apart from the food discussion, like, what is wrong with our audience? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the second question that we've had that involved inappropriate crotch touching at the office.
0: Um, I mean, I'm not the one, I don't get these. I, I They are given unto me. I I wonder if a lot of people have problems with people touching their crotches at work. Like, every single episode seems to be some problem involving someone else's crotch in office space.
1: Is this a problem that's going unreported until we, like, just knock the lid, clear off? I don't know. I think we're breaking this story open, man. (laughs) Yeah, we've kind of discussed this a little bit before with one of the previous audience questions. You can't just scratch your downstairs mix-up whenever you want, like... You have to do that in private. That's why they're called privates. <laughs>
0: uh, the junior wanted, jumble people, is not for public.
1: Yes, if people wanted to scratch them in the middle of the office, they would call them publics. Wait, I just got the name of the supermarket. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if I'm going to shop there anymore.
0: i are um, not touching any of the produce. <laughs> certainly
1: not. No, I, I would almost say that this... This could be like a health concern Not not like in the obvious sense
0: But like it Could be my ass It is definitely a health concern <laughs> <laughs> This is a well, nurse no. well, Yes of course Oh
1: I didn't even think about that But no th- Somebody needs to address that with them Like somebody needs to tell them I noticed you've been scratching your crotch a lot lately um, We do work in a hospital There are multiple ointments and unctions <laughs> That <laughs> could possibly fix your problem.
0: You've had the um, seven-year itch for 9.15 now. Need to get that looked at. <coughs> this question will be the death of me. <laughs> this is the Man, kind of t- person who would drop a roll on the floor, pick it up, dust it off on their shirt and put it back in with the other rolls. See, that's a bridge too far. You know, we, we have
1: discussed on this podcast before that there is some, there is some amount of floor food that is okay. Um, but it's a personal choice. (laughs) You should not, you should not force your for your floor food beliefs on someone else. Like, (laughs) If I decide to be a garbage monster and pick up something that I've dropped off the floor, inspect it, and then consume it, that's my personal decision. I'm not going to get my batch of sausage balls, accidentally drop them on the way up the stairs, (laughs) scoop them back in, (laughs) and hope nobody notices. Like, I'm not going to force my beliefs on someone else.
0: (laughs) Even the gentle trash panda in nature will wash its food before it eats it. Exactly. Exactly. No, there was a guy at at one of my old offices, and I was in the restroom. It always comes back to foods and bathrooms around here. <laughs> we but certainly was... have a uh,
1: we certainly have a list of things we we go back to. We've got a theme. We've <laughs> okay. So that that may be a problem. That like they say that you talk about what you know. <laughs> All we food. know
0: about is food and bathrooms. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna change the name of the show to Food and Stall. <laughs> it's our new hipster podcast. Uh welcome but to no, another to episode of Food about. and Stall. Oh no, but this guy, he uh like, I was in uh the stall and someone came in and very obviously and loudly used the bathroom <laughs> and then walked out. No. There was no sound no, Frank, of running no. water. There no. was no paper Frank, towel no. dispenser. And no. I I left the bathroom. And I was like, "Who, who came out of here before me?" It was like, "This was a mystery that had to be solved, and it had to be solved immediately." It's like, "Did oh. you see who came out of the bathroom in front of me?" Has anyone else gone in? I'm going to request that you cut this out of the episode
1: because I will not be able to listen back to this because this is something. <laughs> this is something that that uh, it may, maybe it's not to the nightmare level where like I will literally dream about this, but like. Whenever I'm, you know, in the in the restroom, you know, I'll I'll hear somebody like flush, unlock the stall, and in the one or two seconds it takes them to walk to the stall from the stall to the sink, it's like that. Uh, I forget what that movie is, but it's, it's a movie where like the the guy is uh, about to be hung, and like the instant from when. He's dropped to when the rope comes taut and his neck snaps. Like he, he has that like elaborate adventure. That's my whole brain for like two seconds. Like I go into the spiral of like, please, for the love of God, please, please tell me that he's going to go to the sink and he's going to wash his hands. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to have to like CSI Miami this shit. And we're, I'm going to have to figure out who the dirty boy who is. this, who <laughs> this dirty is. boy is. Because <laughs> I, the thing is, I don't want anybody... To be a dirty boy, uh, for multiple reasons, but I also don't want somebody that I respect to be a dirty
0: boy, like yeah, well,
1: because <laughs> then I can t- with
0: so many people. <laughs> like, exactly, that's the thing. Like I would, I would not be able to. Like if some, if I found out that it was a person, I and I sleuthed it out. I figured out who it was, and I could never shake his hand again. And anything he touched was forever their suspect. Like I'm, I mean, uh, and, it's yeah, similar because, to this
1: because the thing is, and I know that we like we judge ourselves by our by our best moments and we judge other people by their worst moments but like unless this guy sounded like he only had like 1 minute to poop like <laughs> if he had to get it done <laughs> and get kidding. out as fast as possible you know maybe i could understand you know skip on a step or or maybe it was an accident that's but a critical he...
0: step i don't know. all the steps in that particular activity are critical steps like the critical path we have <laughs> There is nothing that you can skip. There is, we, I, I, we're yeah, not, we're I, not going to get this shit more efficient, man.
1: I agree. There are no shortcuts when it comes to, to to bathroom behavior. I understand that, but I'm just saying that it could be somewhat understandable. But if they were kind of like, oh, you know, kind of heard them flipping through a newspaper, or heard some buzzing on their phone because they were, you know, perusing Instagram or something, uh, and they just got up and walked out, then that. I think it's safe to to assume that that's not the first time that's happened. That it it may not be a habit, but it's something that they uh, they do not stress very highly cleanliness over. Over, I, I don't even know what else. Like,
0: do you, you can't just not, like water like <laughs> you, like you can't. I am Old Testament about this. Like, this is a <laughs> one strike, you're out <laughs> situation. At no point. So- there so is when, nothing when that is down, that important
1: when you come down the mountain with your stone tablets like you you take time to scratch them all
0: out and the only thing on it is you wash your fucking hands when you come out of the bathroom i'm like okay all right that's nice uh, burning bush but thou shalt wash thy goddamn hands like that is I think we're done here. Like that's that was the that was the the one. We're, we're one and done. We're we're good. I think we've got I them mean, all engraved in stone now.
1: Everything else, there's wiggle room, but but that will not be. That will not. We will not abide by mm-mm. by lack of hand washing.
0: Because here's the thing. Like sometimes I've heard people have conversations with people like this, and their defense is, "Well, I didn't get anything on my hands, so it should be fine." Oh.
1: Oh, no!
0: And I am no. like,, I cannot strangle the life out of them because they're thrashing, they will put those hands all in my face. It's too risky. If there's too much of a risk, there's nothing I could do here. And I might be a little paranoid. I don't know. The preceding 15 minutes may may have something you know to say to everyone about the subject. When I'm leaving a bathroom, I open the door with the third finger on my left hand. That's it. And then I know that finger. That's the bad finger. You don't put that finger in your eye. You don't pick up food with that finger.
1: Sorry, just the thought that you have a finger that is used for no practical purpose other than touching potentially
0: shit-covered things. It's important, (laughs) Dirk.
1: It's kind of one of those things where it's like when you kiss somebody, you kiss everybody they've ever kissed. This is why I don't kiss them on the mouth. See, this is this is the problem, because when when you lick your finger, you are licking everything that anybody's hands who have touched a surface that you have also touched have touched. So, If somebody has touched their butt, then touch the handle. You touch the handle and your hand is not clean enough. I've licked the butt. (laughs) exactly i'm glad you're following me frank you lick the butt (laughs) (laughs) and
0: i i honestly i just think it's like if they just transplanted one of their cooks uh yeah just one just just take like one cook from the southeastern portion of the uh of the place and transport them up to the northeast I would like to think that they would infect everyone else with flavor <laughs> They would bring the uh <laughs> they would bring the good word
1: of Guy Fieri and make sure that everybody in the northeast got brought to flavortown exactly <laughs> they're all going to flavor town <laughs> <sighs> yeah most of the most of the good stuff that uh that we've eaten has been and been recommendations by. A local, you know, somebody who works at the company that is very local to that area. But the problem is, is that a lot of the recommendations we, that we took when we first got there <laughs> were from other people that came down, ate somewhere, and then said, hey, this was good when they were incorrect. This is good for them, was <laughs> I didn't get food poisoning and die. Right. Which, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's a bad metric. Like, <laughs> because of the places that we have eaten and the food that I've eaten up there, you know, I've gotten food poisoning well, up there. I was going to say like, <laughs> you did you did get food poisoning, so there's that. So I I, remember I that. for one am okay by you know with using that as some sort of metric. Uh but I'm not saying it's I'm just not saying it's the only metric. <laughs> no,
0: that that's true.
1: <laughs> and and you know what's funny? Like I would say that probably one of the top 3 meals that we had
0: up there was at that, that fucking Denny's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Like we stopped at the Denny's and just obviously it was run down and and terrible and I did not want to see the uh health inspector score at all. No, and, it, it was you know,
1: it was not visible. Like they had something stapled over it somewhere because yeah, uh, there was a there was a layer of film everywhere, like by even by Denny standards, like this was not a high quality Denny's. <laughs> like, yeah, no, can, make no mistake. But the food that we got from there, that was probably one of the best meals we had in in the
0: Northeast. And the thing about it was, and I think this is, uh, you know, touching back on what I was saying. I think it's because they cared. Right. Like the the guy who was serving us was personally invested in the food and so he was like no you don't want to get that yeah he was actually uh, making yeah, we, recommendations right and and when we we he, when he couldn't do one of the things that we wanted he was like give me a second i'm going to go work with the chef <laughs> and that greasy Food-stained, slack-ass guy—I <laughs> could tell he was going to present us with food that was not good for us, <laughs> but which was going to be tasty, right? Because that's the kind of bullshit that he'd be eating, right? He—he
1: <laughs> he may eat like a uh, like a garbage person, but you know he's a garbage person that that liked flavor, and he saw a bit of the the garbage person spark in us. Yes. And so he knew that he had he had to be our standard bearer.
0: <laughs> uh, our our trash people were reflected in one another and and we knew our kin.
1: <laughs> All right. This issue is from user Mellow Kitty Cat. Mellow. What are some cool hobbies to make up to not seem like a lame person? I realize this sounds horrible and lame, but I found out my best friend was spreading rumors about me at school. I know it was her because she was the only one I talked to. I don't want to have a fight with her. She might do something worse, but I don't want to be friends because she uses me to go out and get free lunches. Uh, We have gone out six times in the past year, and eaten expensive restaurants, and she hasn't even offered to split the bill once. Abigail's a two-faced bitch. She is. I don't actually want to have hobbies. I am too tired and want to nap. I'm a lame person and don't have any more friends, so I spend my weekend sleeping. However, (laughs) I want an excuse to not go out with her. (laughs) What are some hobbies that require my time and commitment to go out? (laughs) Also, she knows me well and knows I will never do sports. She she has a note (laughs) at the bottom that says, I already do baking, decorating, piano, and singing. So... So with the baking, decorating, piano and singing, obviously those are things that like, unless she had like a recital, may not necessarily get her out of a social commitment. Um, I was
0: going to say that the first thing that comes to mind is that she's already got hobbies. The key here is to put the word competitive <laughs> in front of each one. <laughs> competitive decorating. <laughs> competitive
1: decorating. I, I do think the this, baking, is, I mean, the, the baking decorating was like baking and cake decorating. But I want to believe that they meant like
0: competitive macrame. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be on Food Network being judged by Guy Fieri <laughs> and on on the quality of my bake. Him and Mary Berry, they're going to be together, oh, judging Christ. me on my bunt cakes.
1: I am not sure that that in any reality would anybody believe that Mary Berry would step foot in the fucking room with Guy Fieri. (laughs) She has too much fucking respect for herself to be in that same room with Guy Fieri
0: but guy doesn't. So I think that's that's <laughs> sort of how it happens is they're just like Mary Berry is refusing but then Guy Fieri is okay being in the same room with someone who obviously has no interest in being in the room with him. Well, I I think that pretty much covers everybody <laughs> when it comes to Guy Fieri. <laughs> they I think they uh what they probably would just do is shoot each of their scenes separately and then right. just edit them together afterwards. That is
1: exactly what I was thinking. Uh, have some sort of complicated editing process, maybe even a green screen. Uh, that's right. So she films the actual competition show and they just green screen
0: him in. <laughs> I mean, so, shit, they don't even need to really do any additional taping for him. They right. just, you know, play a rerun of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Right. I mean, he just has to, he, uh, he to kind of
1: say stuff about Town, And that's that's pretty much all he would need. Uh he'd basically he'd do like three takes. Like, that's not gonna take me to Flavortown. That is kind of adjacent to Flavortown, and that brought me right to fucking Flavortown. Like <laughs> the three, yeah, those things three things they could just he would have to say. Because I'm not sure he's qualified to like judge like Mary Berry, you know, the quality of bakes or anything like that. It's just <laughs> how close did that get me to Flavortown? And the more I talk about it, I think. <laughs> I think Flavortown Town may just be his euphemism for climax. <laughs> but it's like I took a bite of that and I got straight to Flavor Town. I need new pants.
0: <laughs> it was it pretty? Good. It was good.
1: It was good. It was real good. So my my only problem. So so maybe like a you know filming a baking or you know some sort of baking competition show or cooking competition show. That could be believed because it's a closed set couldn't really have spectators. That's fine. But like with piano and singing, typically those are like recitals or like open competition type of things, like not really things that you could say I'm going to a competition and no before you ask you can't attend.
0: <laughs> like that's not competitive blood sport piano. <laughs>
1: All right, Frank. I'm with you on this one. Explain to me how the fuck that works.
0: It's Beethoven and Bach to the death. But they're already dead. Well, not not them to the death, like we're playing. <laughs> so do they just they just play until one of them dies? I mean that's that's uh, old hardcore rules. Nowadays, um, they actually put them on little motorized carts with the pianos, and they're driving around while playing. Okay, uh, and and then they've just got knives. Um, and so the key is is maintaining your ability to you know hit those good notes while being not terribly but fairly significantly stabbed. And or doing some fairly significant stabbing. when you have to uh, Tokyo drift that grand piano,
1: shit's gonna get real.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're coming you're coming into that corner and uh, you know you got to get straightened out or else uh, they're gonna be right behind you with that knife. <laughs> and I mean, they're pen knives it it's gonna take a while. this is not a this is not a fast sport. oh yeah, nothing nothing over two inches, nothing over two inches for a competitive blood sport piano. <laughs> I can't tell you how many friends I've lost to competitive piano bloodsport. <laughs> it's hard to explain to people who who aren't in it. I mean, my people have, have been into this since it was horse-drawn carts and harpsichords. So it's it's deep into the makeup. It's hard to explain. So this one isn't necessarily a
1: hobby. Um, <laughs> just tell them uh, I have joined a cult, and we would like you to join our our group. It's very important. Um, you know that out- outreach is a core co- uh, principle of ours. So if you would, you know, we, we can meet in this uh, abandoned warehouse, and we'll have a ritual sacrifice. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying you are the ritual sacrifice. No, I mean,
0: you're going to need you're going to need to bring your own uh, knife with at most a two inch blade, (laughs) uh, a gerbil, a (laughs) blindfold and a black robe. (laughs) But we're all we're open to all comers like they're really minimal requirements. So here here's
1: the problem is that, you know, they say, okay, and then, you know, they want to join the cult at that point
0: new cult (laughs) i didn't even think about that (laughs) you've got your you've got your first apostle all right exactly (laughs) fuck it at that point well i guess we're gonna just keep rolling with this (laughs) i'm fairly certain that's how most cult leaders ended up starting it's like well i just wanted to get out of going to the movies with my
1: friend but people just kept like agreeing to this so
0: now I I am the embodiment of Jesus in the flesh apparently because these people won't leave me alone, <laughs> and I keep telling them dumb shit like,
1: you know the Lord the wants embodiment you to give me of all Jesus your... in the flesh. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I keep telling them you know to give me all their money. I keep telling them to you know let me have sex with them whenever I want. I keep telling them these just crazy fucked up things and they keep saying okay so i'm just gonna ride this train till the wheels fall off
0: yeah i mean that's that's the only thing you can really do (laughs) yeah i mean at that point it's really hard to walk it back after you after the things that have happened to the gerbil have happened to the gerbil you you can't come out and say i just didn't want to go to the movies with you you can't
1: unflay a gerbil after it's been done
0: no i mean you can't stitch that back on man that's not how it works